Welcome to Proudly Resents. We got a great episode. My friend, the Tron Guy, Jay Maynard, is on the show. Go to tronguy.net right now. Stop listening. Now start listening. How amazing is that website? Made his own Tron costume and became an international superstar because of it. We're also going to talk about the movie Tron, which he, of course, loved. The second one we weren't so happy about. Proudly Resents. Stay tuned. Adam Spiegelman. Adam Felber. Paul Sullivan. And Eric Danger Nineheis. Today we're going to talk about Tron Legacy, the second Tron movie that came out. And as soon as the phone rings, we're going to talk to the man himself, the Tron guy. Right. If you're sitting near a computer, go to the, just Google Tron guy or go to tronguy.net. He is and the, then just, you know, take your own eyeballs out. Just to me, when, <laughs> when the phone rings, just drop the receiver like right there. Okay. Well... He, he loved Tron, the first movie, so much right. that he dressed up like... He made his own Tron outfit, skin tight. He's not in the same shape as Jeff Bridges is now. Uh, or, or, the, or the CGI version. He's nice enough to call. He actually reviewed the Neutron movie for Wired Magazine. He is upset he's not in the Neutron movie. Well, he might, he may, he's not the, in it? At the end of the re- review in, the, in Wired, he says he might be in the third one. But he's sure they're going to make one. He might be in the third one. Well, Me he's too. hoping. Me too. And I think we should rally. So is Eric. So we, when we do this rally, <laughs> yeah. write a letter to Disney. Don't forget Eric Ninehouse's That's name right. also. But the Tron guy, we need him in these. Jay Maynard, the Tron guy. Jay, thank you so much for coming on our show. Greetings, programs. Happy to be here. All right. We got Tron on the Fizzo. Oh, man. Going greetings, programs right off the bat. So aren't we applications now? We're not programs anymore, are we? No, you're still programs. Oh, okay. okay. Jay, let's talk about how did this start. And if anyone wants to know anything about Jay, go to your website. TronGuy.net. All right. Wait, was TronGuy.com taken? Yeah, somebody beat me to it by about two weeks. Wow. Now, Jay, how did this all start? You went viral, as they say. With the pictures of you in your homemade Tron costume, what was the, what, what made you come up with the costume to begin with? Well, I had gone to my very first science fiction convention the year before everything happened. I saw the, the masquerade, the costume contest, thought, hey, that'd be kind of fun. The convention is one that's both science fiction and computing. So Tron, being a science fiction movie about computers, seemed like a natural thing to draw from. And what was the response there when you came in with the costume? They loved it. Yeah, I walked out on stage, and the crowd really loved it. The, the reaction was very positive. What is it made out of? What, is, what kind of material is it? Well, the, uh, the unitard is cotton spandex with fabric paint for the lines. The armor is various different kinds of plastic. The helmet is the same model of hockey helmet they used in the movie. There's football shoulder guards, uh, a real Frisbee. The lower arm pieces are made of formed PVC. It's a real Frisbee. It's a real frisbee. How often do you put this on? Only when I'm doing something, you know, making an appearance or right. doing something in it. Doing that, something like brushing your teeth, going to the store, going to work. No, nah, the the costume's now six and a half years old, and it's really showing it. How often can you wash it, or do you wash it? I can wash the unitard by hand in the kitchen sink. You wouldn't want to take that out professionally. Dry no. clean it? Okay. Or, no. What's the material, the unitard material in? It's just cotton lycra. 
Now, what you were saying, you can see that it's six and a half years old. Does that mean there's holes in it? What does that mean? Is it fake? Yeah, there's holes in the toes, and the gloves were originally built in, and I had to have them cut off, and I wear separate gloves with it now, and there are a few holes in other places. All of them not visible, but right. they're there. Are you thinking of making a new one? Yes. Actually, I've been I've been needing to make a new one from the original for some time and just haven't. From the original movie, like a, a, another right. copy of the original one you made. Now, would you would you ever consider, you're, like, clearly you're, you're either Flynn or you're Tron or maybe you're Ram. I'm not sure which one you are uh, modeled it after. But would you consider being one of the MCP guards, for example, or maybe Sark or one of some, some of the other characters from Tron? I have, I actually have a second costume that I made like one of the guards. Really? Oh, no kidding. Those guards are awesome. Those guards are the best. Pictures of that costume are on my webpage oh, we're, as well. We are, lo- we are going in. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, a guard program from Tron. I'm clicking see, on see. it now. We're clicking on it now. Let's see. I, I love the guards. The guards were really cool in the movie. Let's see. Oh, uh, there's the costume. Now, what did you make this costume out of? That The main piece of that costume, outside of the Unitar, of course, is a, it's a vest. Basically, I just took a, a winter vest and painted it. Yeah, it looks. We're dude, looking at it right now, dude. It it's a winner. Awesome. It's a win- I'm not kidding. There's no. There's no irony in my voice. It's a winner. But you I, know what, Jay? You you benefit from the movie from being so simple that you have the hockey helmet and and the jacket for this costume that they probably did for the original movie. Yeah, I you know I didn't. I, I have actually seen the costumes from the original, but I had not seen them when I made those. What about the new movie? Are you going to make new costumes that reflect the new film? Yes, very much so. Do you that like the new definitely film? Definitely in the plans. What do you think of the the new movie? I love it. You did, do. did you get a lot of compliments on 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 your costume at the at the movie or no? Uh, I have I've worn the costume to the movie once, and there were, I think there were not a whole lot of other people in the theater, so I didn't oh. get, oh. get it. Now, now you you wore it to Tron Legacy, not to the Black Swan or the King's Speech, right? You, you, yes, you that's wore, correct. Okay, okay right, double check it. You yeah, did, that would be a mistake. Okay, just, Jay, we're letting you know. What other things did you get out of from the suit that you thought was cool? Like other conventions, other shows, people you got to meet? What kind of opportunities op- did this suit open up for you? I've appeared on uh, some of, you know, several other shows, most notably uh, Tosh. Zero pretty recently. They did one of their web redemptions with me and cast us into the world of Tron. And I had fun doing that. They really did a bang-up job there. Hey, I got a question. This is Sully here. I I got a question. When you first started wearing the Tron suit and started appearing everywhere, did you find there was like a lot of people coming out of the woodwork saying like, "Yeah, I love Tron too," because it's like a lot of pe- obviously there's a lot of Star Trek fans, there's a lot of Star Wars fans, but with them, were there not as many Tron fans? Did you find that they were coming out of the woodwork and kind of like, "Yeah, I'm glad someone else digs Tron as much as I do." To some extent, although Tron had been out of the public eye for long enough that most of the reaction uh, that I got was, huh? <laughs> right, I can yeah. see that. When, when but, you do the pose and you show them the, the frisbee? Yeah, and you know, I'd tell people what it was. Well, a lot of people still went, huh? But enough said, oh yeah, I remember, that was a pretty good movie. Hey Tron, this is uh, Eric Ninehouse from Sirius XM Radio. Really quick question, are you a Mac or are you a PC? Mac. You are. Why is that? Why is a Mac better? Because once you um, go Mac, I, I'm a Mac. I'm once a Mac you go person Mac, because tell him. <laughs> I'm a Mac person because I'm a uh, Unix geek. Sweet. Right. Oh, Linux God. systems. And, so and not, by the not way, until OS 10, did you become a Mac person? Because it wasn't built on a Unix kernel until OS 10, right? That's correct. I uh, the the first Leopard. Mac that I bought was <laughs> like 10.1 something. Gotcha. Tell everyone what you do for a living in your real life. 
In my real life, I am a currently unemployed computer consultant. Ah, so well, I was going to ask you how this affected your 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 job. I mean, do you think that had anything to do with it, or is it just the economy and timing? Well, the uh, the the reason I'm unemployed is because the economy took basically right. destroyed the company I was working for out from under me. But the costume did get me or help get me that job is and. On balance, it's uh, it, it's been good for me professionally. There have been a lot of people that that I went into there, and and you know, two or three days into the engagement, they they kind of sidle up to me and say, "By the way, are you really the Tron guy?" I'd say, "Yeah." They thought that was pretty cool. Although there were a couple of clients that found out that I was the Tron guy and and ran me off. Basically, one as one lady explained it, she didn't feel she could take me seriously. Right, but you're talking about computers. Who knows more about computers than Tron? Good question, huh? Yeah. Of the programs that you've written, how many of them are evil or have been captured by the MCP? <laughs> I've managed to, managed to avoid that fate. <laughs> hey, what, what does Disney think about? It? That's a good question. Uh, what, what does Disney think about uh, you and your costume? Uh, I have them? never heard a single word out of Disney. Not right. one. You'll, you'll know it. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> they're, they're not subtle. They got the Mickey Mouse Mafia. They ain't yeah. playing over they're, there. They're not, oh, yeah. not going to well, hit. And part of it, I think, is that I really came to the attention of the wider public, not just the Internet users, right. on a Disney show. See, that's cool. See, there you go. You were smart. You yeah, struck from inside the mouse. Right. They were making money off of you dressed as one of their you're characters. Smart, you're a smart guy. Hey, uh, hey, Tron, did you get a chance to see the display they had at San Diego Comic-Con in 2010? No, I didn't. I would have oh, loved to, boy. but I didn't. You would have tried to jump on that motorcycle yourself. They had, like, a full-size... Light cycle? Light cycle. Oh, light cycle. Was- I saw the story about the five of those that they were selling, and if I had 35,000 spare dollars, I would own one. <laughs> you better have 35,000 square feet, because those things were huge. I don't doubt that, either. Yeah, I'll put it right on your front lawn. Now, how do you, do you <laughs> the people getting onto the light cycle effect from the new movie, I'll give you know, some of the effects. Oh, I right? love that. That's oh, a really I love great that. effect. That, you know what? That was That's 99% of the reason I went. Just that, to see the light effect. cycles. Yeah, yeah the light cycle thing, yep. yeah. And he had the old school one in his office, which was cool. Yes, that was really cool. And it was still the fastest one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. To me, no Cindy Morgan, no Tron. That's how. Oh, that's where I stand. What did you feel about that, no Cindy Morgan? I'm really disappointed by that. I'm I'm only slightly more disappointed, or slightly less disappointed about right. that than I am that I'm not in it. We're all kind of disappointed by that one. And Cindy is a great lady. Yeah. I, I have had the privilege to become a friend of hers. So and funny, is she was actually at San Diego Comic-Con signing autographs in the mm-hmm. uh, celebrity area. She was there signing more Caddyshack stuff, and one fan had said, hey, weren't you in Tron? And I swear to God, she went under her table and pulled out like a whole box of Tron pictures. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, people don't realize that it's the same lady who was in Caddyshack and Tron. People right. know her as I, one I or do. the other. I do. Yeah, because she do. showed her breasts in, in, in Caddyshack. In Tron. Right, in Tron. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was a Disney film. I'm not sure which right. one. Well, you know, if you think about it, Tron was the first movie that under made made by Disney that showed a woman in that kind of a costume. Really? Yeah, it was pretty revealing. Who else did you... Minnie was kind of hot, though. Let's get down to brass tacks. Get down to... And Daisy, Daisy Dukes, you know, that came from... And, and uh, Sleeping Beauty. Can you tell me the very first Disney film where they dropped the F-bomb? No. Dumbo. Nope. <laughs> the other F-bomb. The Crow. The other... A- Apple Dumbling Gang. <laughs> the Jerky Boys. Gus. The Jerky Boys. Oh, I thought it was Gus. Yep, Jerky Boys was the first movie they did that they, they actually they dropped the F-bomb. It. They said it was a Disney Gus. film? Or yeah, no, it was Disney. Wow. Yep, isn't that funny? What was the line? 
Uh, I'll fucking wrap your head in with a ratchet. I'm gonna have to look that one up. I think, I'm, I'm, I think Sully's right. I think the first f bomb was in Gus. Yeah, Gus. I I think I, I, the line was kick the fucking ball, Moose. <laughs> no deal. I think it was Pete's dragon. That fucking dragon. Shits in my lawn one more time. I'll be your candle on the fucking water. <laughs> no, let's get. Let's take. Dude, I just made a very specific Pete's dragon reference. That's right. Who else, Jay? Did you get to meet from the Tron movie over over time? The only one that I've really met from the from the Tron movie over time has been Bruce Boxleitner. Tron, very cool. I actually uh, got to spend a day watching him interact with an audience because uh, we were uh, Cindy and I were at an autograph show in Burbank, and Bruce was the headline guest. Uh-huh. Cindy's table is right next to Bruce's, so I and I was there with Cindy. Bruce walked in the door after things were open, and and we were right up front, of course. Of course. And he took one look at me in the costume, pointed, and said, "You're not Tron." He said security. <laughs> and, security. Security. But I I got to watch Bruce deal with people all day, and he had a smile and a kind word and a, and a joke for everybody that walked past his table. Oh yeah, now he's a good. He was married to uh, what's her name, Little House on the Prairie, wasn't he? Sarah Gilbert? Uh, Melissa yeah, Sarah Gilbert, Gilbert still is. <laughs> oh, is he? Laura Ingalls Wilder? No, yeah. Any desire to meet Jeff Bridges? I would love to. What would you want to say to Jeff Bridges if you got to meet Jeff? Oh, man. You know, I don't know. I, I, I generally don't try to think that kind of thing out ahead of time because it's pointless anyway. Right. You know, you, you see the person and, and everything flies out the window and you're standing right. at his jaw flapping. Blah, 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 blah. Would you show well, him my work? You no, know, just show him a picture of the Tron outfit. Yeah, I, I understand that he that he has seen it. His reaction has not been relayed to me. You must admit that the, the, you must be disappointed with what happened to the character of Tron in the Tron movie, though, right? Right. In the new Tron movie. Well, uh, actually, I, the, the character Tron in the new movie, um, that's one of the things that I think I mean, you guys know there's going to be a sequel. There, there, there's got to be a sequel. You know, the, the what happened to Tron is one of the hooks. That I'll hang the new one on. What do you think? All right. How can we get you in the next Tron movie? Yeah, what, you, can we start a petition or something? Where is there a petition? Have you started anything? And if you get in the movie, can we like check out your light cycle? <laughs> there have been several petitions circulated about it and didn't get anywhere. Uh, there have been basically everybody who hears about the new movie has seen my pictures. Oh, so are they going to give the Tron guy a cameo? Well, right. not so far. Why are they afraid of Tron guy? Tron guy. Well, the the story that I heard was that they were going to release the original on Blu-ray as part of the run-up to the new movie. And Disney execs went to a couple of test screenings. The audience reactions to the costumes in the original were not positive. They felt the the audiences kind of thought it was all funny. And so the the Disney executives kind of saw that and backed away. You know, the costumes got an Oscar nomination back in 1982 when the film came out. They were considered, those are considered to be Oscar-worthy costumes that they were wearing. <laughs> Yep, and I still think they were. Yep. Yeah. Hey, you know when they made the first uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture in 1979, they had a big scene where there was the entire crew of the Enterprise was in a in a like a giant conference with like 300 people in there, right. and mm-hmm. most of them, most of the extras were Star Trek fans. 
that had been petitioning to get the show back on. See, that's made. cool. And that's Gene cool. Roddenberry. That's serving your fan base. Gene Roddenberry, Roddenberry's the man. He got them all in Star Trek costumes, and now you all are in this scene, and Kirk is saying, we the V'ger is coming up, or whatever the heck his line was. And, so, and they're all only in that one scene. They just basically have to stand there like Trekkies. But I think that if Steven Lisberger, who of course is the auteur of Tron, wants to sort of take a page from Gene Roddenberry, he would have you at least... Tuning up a light cycle at a garage or something. Right, like that, that would make sense. Like when you see Stan right, there was Lee. a street scene. There was a, the bar, Zeus's bar. You could have done it there. Yeah, you could have been. Well, and if you look in Zeus's bar, you will see Steven Lisberger there. So he took your cameo. Let's be honest. <laughs> Steven Lisberger is taking food off of your <laughs> off of your plate. He's a punk. <laughs> uh, uh, Tron, what, what, Jay, was there anything like inaccuracies when you're watching the movie? Did anything jump out at you in the second one? You go, that's that didn't happen. You know that can't be true. No, really. Although there there was one there was one bit that I absolutely loved. Any programmer would sympathize. As as Kevin walks up behind the security program and accesses, you know, punches in the middle of his of his identity disk, and then turns uh, the security program turns around and denies him access to the uh, to the to the to the jet, and Flynn reaches up and just bops him on the head. Every programmer would love to do that to a misbehaving program. Nice. <laughs> Like hitting your TV when you were a kid. Punch that kid in the head be a 404 on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Hey, Jay, we're going to wrap it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's good to talk to you again. Uh, very good. I, I really enjoyed it. And, by the way, for the uh, X, for the Sirius XM guy, yes. uh, go tell Greg Bell that I'm a fan of 164. Oh, I definitely will. I like all those guys. He's actually right here. He is. Hold on. <laughs> what did virtual. he say? <laughs> His hearing is yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> no, speaking of words, that's that Tron guy? Yep. yep. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> he said thank you. But, Jay, is there anything we can look forward to? Anything people should look out for? Yeah, uh, check out your website, your uh, Tron guy. TronGuy.net. And I'm on Tron Twitter as Tron Guy, and and also have a Facebook page. All right, right Twitter man. Twitter is at Tron Guy. At Tron Guy. Hey, Tron, uh, what kind of music do you like? I'm a classic rock kind of person. All right, how about some great white? I'll take that. All right, we got it for you. Thanks, bro. Thanks. Have a good. One. Hey, we are doing a year in review show. Call or write us with the best bad movie you saw in 2010. It doesn't matter what year the movie came out, just that you saw it last year. Go to ProudlyResents.com for details. So we are back. Hey, welcome to Proudly Resents here at the Retro Radio Live studios. We have with us Eric Danger Ninehouse, Paul Sully Sullivan, Adam Felber Felber, and Adam Spiegel Spiegelman. Eric, yeah. Adam Felber, and yep. myself, Adam, uh, saw the Neutron movie. Yes. Oh, yes. I have not seen it. I'm very enthusiastic about you, uh, We you know, did not like it in any way. I, I can, can I, normally we talk about how great bad movies are. Right. This movie just wasn't good. Am I wrong? Well, just, just, no. Yeah. No, Not it right. wasn't. No, it wasn't great. And it's so funny. And I was saying earlier when we were doing all the pre stuff that um, 
I had gone to San Diego Comic Con, watched all everything they had to do with Tron. Like when you first walked in, they literally think spent like four million dollars mm-hmm. on advertising at San Diego Comic Con. They had the front display with the cycle and the whole nine yards. I mean, they built a colossus. As soon as you walked into San Diego Comic Con, everything was Tron. I so wanted to like the first one, and I've tried to watch it like and and get it and pretend to get it. And the second one, I just was like, oh, no. One, one thing that really struck me about the two that was really different is that the first one over-explained everything. It was a dawn right. of the computer age. Right. And if you, if you didn't know basic right. DOS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They named everything after the little, you know, the, the ten pieces that comprised the computer in 1980 or whenever it was made. The new one, there's, there's just no context. It's just like, okay, you're in an old machine now. Welcome to this old machine. We're not going to tell you anything about who represents what. The or, first world, he kind of created the world. We see what happens now. You don't establish who this guy is. He, he, his dad, he's the son of the guy from the first movie. We right. get that. He's a lot of money and he's bitter and he does a big prank with and, and screws his dad's company. But we don't know anything about him. Relationship with women, right. relation with other people. Because when right. he goes into Tron world, he becomes like this Beverly Hills cop smart ass. Right. And you're like... All of a sudden, now you're a smart-ass? Like, I, I didn't know. know that about you. What do you well, we knew he rode a motorcycle. He did one stunt. Yeah, uh, yeah and he lives by the water. Yeah. By the way, an awesome apartment. Yes, yeah, that garage. The greatest apartment in the Yeah, the yeah. garage. Yeah. There's a yeah. garage on the waterfront. Like, that's when you're 13. You're like, I want that apartment. Yep. So that that scored. I think that, to me, that was the best visual effect. Be huffing Lincoln logs. Sit down by the pier. But the same review for the second movie I had for the first, which was great special effects, dumb script. <laughs> it's terrible. The script itself, like the script, in 30 years they couldn't figure out how to write a good script, but they could figure out how to make a young animated Jeff Bridges face Ugh, over that was, some young guys. You know, there were times they thought when, they did. Yeah, yeah there were they times thought when, they did. There were times when you're looking at it like, wow, that really looks like no. young Jeff Bridges. And there was most of the time where you're looking at it like, wow, that looks like a video game cutscene. You know what it looked like? You ever see the the puppets? What is it like? The Save America. Oh, Team America. Uh, Team America. Right. Yeah, Team America. War Police. Right. Jeff Bridges' face looked like those one of those puppets. Like his lips didn't even move. It was like. So they do like an animation. It's kind of oh, like a video bad. game animation. It's bad. And they put it over someone's face, and they make that look like he's the bad guy. He's the young Jeff Bridges. And the old right. Jeff Bridges, they made him into the dude from Big Lebowski. <laughs> yes. yes. They took the character <laughs> yes. from Tron, who was like <laughs> yes. an 80s dude with the mullet, yep. and kind of like totally awesome dude, into Rocky. the dude. Right. Yeah. And he's literally zen. He, he's, he he's, got a little, he's got a little pillow he meditates on. He talks about like not having his you know zen messed up by his son. Yep. I, I do want to point out something about it that is that I think will help draw Sully into this conversation, because I was, I was at work the other day, uh, and there's somebody in our office who was telling me that he thought that Tron was one of, was, uh, the new Tron was a really profound movie. Telling me, uh, one of my coworkers said that he thought it was just this amazingly profound statement about ego and the self, and, and it was really profound. And I thought back to, I immediately flashed to my friend Paul Sully Sullivan, right. who had similar things to say about the first Tron movie. Now, they're both pieces of shite. <laughs> and, and, now I, and, and this guy I work with, he's, he's, he's a younger guy. I'm thinking, like, now I know close... I closely know two generations of Tron apologists. That's right. I mean, like, when they reboot ha- Tron in, in 2025, there's going to be somebody who tells me that it's... And the know, Tron guy will be in that film. Yeah. I will say that I've been a Tron apologist right. before it became cool to be a Tron apologist. Okay. I wrote a... Well, I would think so, because it hasn't become cool yet. <laughs> right. Yeah, when that happens, we'll yeah. let you know. Right. <laughs> I, I wrote a paper at NYU about Tron in one of my film classes with every, you're supposed to write there's like six films you're supposed to write movies about like Wild Strawberries and Eight and a Half sure. and the rules of the game and all that I said hell with that I'm writing a paper about Tron I said even in the paper I wrote back in 1993 
I said right up front, you have to excuse the fact that the acting is bad. Right. The yes. dialogue is Scooby Doo level. Keep going. Not quite. <laughs> <It is. laughs> Saving up to be. Yeah. The yeah. acting. Exactly. There's we, no character as colorful the, as Shaggy. I think the acting, with the exception of I think David Warner was a good villain. Uh, I think I like David Warner as an actor. I think he's. I think he did a fine job as the ba- as right. the scenery chewing. Right. So bad one guy. good thing in the movie. But if you excuse <laughs> all of those things, they stumbled across things that I thought were kind of profound, that I thought were kind of interesting, and the fact that the film was completely unique visually. Right. Like, well, tell and, us. But I felt that first of all, I thought it was. Sing it. it was. Sing it, sing it. It's a very it's Preach a very it. 80s movie. Okay. It is a very Reagan <laughs> It's a Reagan era movie. It is it is completely about capitalism versus communism. Okay. And you see the entire movie. The entire movie is about a guy has been screwed out of a lot of money. Preach it. And the people who've taken him are the big red people who are about assimilating into the common good for something. Word. Preach it. <laughs> Preach it, brother. I, I know I'm preaching against the tide here, but yeah. it's it was So there's other Reagan there. But, Sorry, but it's also it. but it's also a film about God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is a film about man's relationship with God. Right. Whereas the second movie, um which I'm sure I wish my friend were here to say that I'm sure is is all about the God within us all. Jeff Bridges has become separated from this guy named Clue. The computer version of Jeff Bridges, he created Clue himself, but is that set, evil Jesus? And evil Jesus and Jesus have to meld somehow to set their son free. Why isn't Jeff Bridges God of Tronland? But in the he second is. one, they won't let that happen. It's such a PC, and I hate using the PC word. It's overused, but it's like it's such like a bullshit, everybody wins kind of thing. He's not God. They're, choose your own God, please don't be offended kind of thing. But he create, literally created this world. But he, he had it taken away from him by his own creation, who was him. Right. Uh, well, then doesn't that say something profound about no! the religious no! institutions? No, it's a bad movie! <laughs> no. There was not deep thought. Can, can I just say one thing in terms of the preview and everyone clapping at the preview when it was at Comic-Con and the big display at Con and everything like that. How many times do we see a trailer for a film that looks awesome and we see the movie and it's excrement. Why can't they just make previews? Why can't they just <laughs> it just go to Comic Con and see these? It's previews? very expensive. It's very expensive to make a preview. But you know what? Could it be any less expensive than making Iron Man two? You know, I mean, look at the film like that, which whose preview was really cool. You know what? It's hope. I think everybody wanted to think that the movie was going to be good. Everybody wanted it to be good. Wanted it to be good. I want the Green Hornet to be good. Oh. Good luck with that. Right. Yeah, that's the trailer you're you know, not climbing one, You know, once Green Lantern comes and goes, I'm going to be almost out of the nerdy things I wanted to see as a kid. Your like, childhood will be over. Yeah, like Watchmen. <laughs> we saw a Watchmen movie. We saw the Star Wars prequels, Batman movies. We I'm saw, still holding out for the Quisp movie. I'm waiting for Rima Williams' The Adventures Continue. Uh, well, when's well, the sequel? When's it going to continue? By the way, <laughs> Rima Williams had the greatest capsule review in the history of movies. When the Boston Globe used to have their capsule reviews on Sunday. The review that Jay Carr had had said one star Remo Williams the adventure begins when <laughs> one word one, a, the entire yeah, film yeah. is is him training for- so I want to talk more about the film bash a little bit more it stunk when there's a scene Paul that when they go to Tron land he's got to find somebody who's going to help him get out of Tron land which is the object of the movie Hold on. is Tron even in the movie all right we'll get to that in a second that's another <laughs> it's called it's Tron very, it's a very important point and Tron is the Tron is a main character in right. the first movie yes we'll get to that 
contract negotiations. So he's got to go to this bar to find this crazy character. Like you do. This is worth this is worth pointing out because the, the, he has to go to some bar right. in order to get a disc that's going to help him help get him out of trauma. Get out of trauma. Oh, well, right. that's, what's, yeah, the, what's the problem? But that's they go to this bar, and the guy playing the bartender, his character's name is Zeus. The actor is Michael Sheen. The Michael guy, Sheen, the, who's, who's uh, Tony Blair Tony, guy. Yeah, the guy who's like the Tony Blair impersonator. Yeah, Tony he, Blair in three movies, really fine British actor. Okay. A performance reminiscent, but no less restrained than Martin Short as Jack Frost. Nice. Uh, he is, right? He's he, the guy, he's got the canes. Eric, you don't know what I'm talking about? The guy does he say, I'm, white. Co- I'm cold miser, whatever I touch Almost. freezes at my touch? Almost. He Almost. Could. Yes. He, he has he's a dressed cane. like He's dressed like the cold miser. Cane, he does little chaplain impressions. He minces, he bobs, he weaves, he dances. He screams, he points his cane. The CGI stuff was so cool. He overpowered, he chewed up yeah. the scenery. He chewed, he chewed up virtual scenery. <laughs> and yet, I, I gotta say, it's one of the few scenes in that movie I would watch again. Because it's just riveting to watch. Watch this guy frothing and spitting and mincing and pouncing. Oh, it is a great scene in overacting. Yeah. yeah. A good lesson. And now let's talk about where Tron is. Tron, it turned out Jeff Bridges, the bad Jeff Bridges, and Tron all started Tron Land. They were yeah. like the Trinity that started Tron Land together. Right. Ugh. They were kind of like Apple. Yeah. With, and he now he's Steve Jobs, right? And, and evil yeah. Steve Jobs, and and and, and Tron, who's, and who's Tron is the Waz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tron is the Waz because you never see him. Tron turns <laughs> up and dancing at the stars at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> he's eight hundred pounds, barely fits in the Tron suit. <laughs> what Adam is saying is that Tron is Tron isn't there in a flashback, as in we've got you know these are the three guys who founded the city, and then you see in that flashback how when bad evil Jeff Bridges like tries to kill. Good Jeff Bridges, Tron fights him. Then we don't see Tron for a long time in but the movie, tr- and then he turns out to be a henchman of evil Jeff Bridges. <laughs> so now Tron, for some reason, has spent like th- three hundred thousand years um, because the time is different in there, betraying Jeff, and then he's pursuing Good Jeff Bridges at the end, and somehow completely unmotivatedly and with no with no preamble at all, reincants one of his lines from the first movie. Right? Yeah, he says, "I'm going to help the player. I fight for the user. Or I something. fight for the user. I fight for the user. Yeah, okay. he says that out of nowhere and tries to take and out the, the bad and guy. the fanboys cheer." Yeah. Well, then he goes, player recognizes play, and then he says, don't hate the player, hate the game. And then, what? No, I mean, no, literally. No, but he's, he's just gone. But like, he's like a that. bad guy until the last very second when he's not the bad guy. Listen to, thanks for listening to Proudly Resent. That was the Tron Guy, Jay Maynard from TronGuy.net, Eric Danger Nine House from a Retro Radio Live. Paul Sully Sullivan from Sully Baseball, and don't forget Adam Felber from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and myself, Adam Spiegelman, from, well, a show called Proudly Resents. Go to iTunes if you like the show, and tell iTunes if you like the show. Thanks for listening to Proudly Resents. Make a comment or suggest a film at reachadam at mac.com. That's reach. Adam at Mac.com or on our comment line. You ready? Get a pencil. <laughs> I'll wait. Okay. Got one? Okay. To call 646-481-5476. That's our comment line. 646-481-5476. Keep it clean and short. We might air it. Twitter is at Reach Adam. Join us on Facebook or be old school and go to our website. 
ProudlyResents.com. If you like the show, put the episode up on your Twitter, Facebook, stumble upon, dig, you know, all those things. Tell a friend. I'm Eddie Pepitone, and my Twitter account is at, at Eddie Pepitone.